0: Hello everybody. Welcome to The Musician's Weekly Digest podcast. I am your host Easton Parks, and today is February 27th. Thank you for joining me today. This is my first podcast, you could call it our pilot episode for The Musician's Weekly Digest pod. And I'm excited that you're joining me and listening. And learning about some new and old music alike so before I get started I'm just gonna introduce a little bit about who I am as I said my name is Easton I'm an 18 year old college student almost 19 I uh, grew up in the Midwest and from a young age I've loved drumming I started drumming in mid early middle school and I haven't stopped being in bands and concert bands, alternative bands, church bands alike, and I love, love music. I listen to it constantly, and it's on my mind all the time. So before we get started into the podcast, I'm just going to introduce some of the segments we're going to have today. The first of being some of the albums that came out last Friday. Another segment being New Addictions I Have. One being February concerts that I attended. Another as concert shoutouts that you should be going to this 2023. And who should be on your radar this year. So, first segment, New Music Friday, Last Friday. First record I want to get into is Shame's Food for Worms. Probably my most anticipated album this month, maybe even this year, so far, Shame. They are a UK-based post-punk band, and I loved their last album, Drunk Tank Pink. It was balls to the wall, full throttle front to back. I love the grooves, I love the yelling, I love the gang vocals, the choruses, everything about it. Now this, they've taken a different stylistic approach to this record. The singer went and got singing lessons. And he's singing a little bit more on this record. But I think to me the main stylistic difference is the sound. It's not as punky as the last record. Which to me is sad because I love the record. But I understand that you need to evolve. Now this record to me sounds more Britpop. And it's got bits of hardness and bits of softness. They've got an acoustic valid. They still got the gang vocals. They still got balls to the wall. But it's a balance of both. And they're doing it pretty well. I don't think I enjoy it as much as Drunk Tank Pink. But I still enjoy it. And it's probably right now in my top 10 of the year. And that's not to say much because it's only February. But it could end up in my top 50. So that's cool. A really good record, a better record than the Shame record that snuck up on me is Dog's Body by Model Slash Act Trees. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Now they are a Brooklyn-based band. And it's like kind of industrial I don't know it's dance punk industrial music now it's really heavy but not at the same time to someone that doesn't know what heavy music sounds like it probably sounds really heavy but it's it's like it's like heavy with a noise gate and it's really interesting It's a solid record. You you need to listen to it. That's all I got to say. Another record that came out last Friday, Phil Selway's Strange Dance. Phil Selway. I love him. He is the drummer for Radiohead, but he also does his own projects. I think he's done a soundtrack, and this is a studio album for him. Which to me is very reminiscent of a soundtrack in terms of the textures. It's textured really well. It's eerie. It's beautiful. It's uplifting. And he sings on it as well. So he I think he does everything. Which is very impressive. I like it. I'm not in love with it. I like it for the textures. I don't love his singing. But it's a good listen if you just wanna throw it on and kinda Hang out. Another record I want to talk about, I didn't even listen to is the Gorilla's Cracker Island record. Now, I skipped through the record. I didn't listen to a full song. I didn't listen to more than 30 seconds of a song. But I saw the features and I heard some of the instrumentals, the, the bits and pieces. Sounds very polished, very studio, very sixties, seventies sounding. It sounded all right. The reviews that I care about that came out on it aren't exceedingly positive. I think they gave it two star out of five. I didn't really want to listen to it. Didn't really wasn't really in the mood for it. And I didn't. And who knows, maybe I'll listen to it later. But I just wasn't feeling like it this week. Another record I wanna shout out is by Logic, Bobby Logic, Mr. Tarantino himself, Bobby Logic dropped College Park. And his last record was vinyl days, which I believe was the end of his record deal. So he's been essentially been making music that he's enjoyed, quote unquote. He retired, came out of retirement. So he didn't really retire. But he's been putting out some really good records. I wouldn't say this blew me away, but I'd say it was better than I expected. And I I had a lot of enjoyment for it. The beats were really cool. The flows were pretty good. Logic can always be corny. But he came across as more of himself and more open and honest. And I liked that. The skits were annoying. But it was decent. I would listen to it. Another record I want to shout out is a deluxe. Um, So this record actually came out last year, but they threw on some instrumental demos and stuff to it this year. It is by a band called Cola, Deep in View. And they're an up-and-coming post-punk band. One record out. They already did a couple tours. I missed them. I think I want to go see them again. Or this time, I mean. Um. I'm mainly putting this on here just to shout them out because it's a good record. I didn't even listen to the demos. I don't feel like I have a need to, but listen to the album. Cola Deep in View. And my album of the week blew me away. Had no idea it was coming out. It's always the best feeling. It's called Even God Has a Sense of Humor by... Hip hop artist named Max O. Max O. I guess he's 28 from Southern California. And it's like a lo fi, feel good, kind of Earl Sweatshirty rap album. You know, the lo fi beats, smart bars, kind of catchy hooks here and there. Some good, really good features from, I, I think it's a lot. Live. It's L I V dot E. She dropped a record this year too. It was pretty good. Um good features. Some really good rapping, some great beats. I mean, what's not to like? I think Rolling Stone called him an Earl Sweatshirt Disciple, whatever that means. Love Earl Sweatshirt. And I love this. I don't think it's quite the same, but it may be just as good. All right. Moving on to my next segment, New Addictions. This is fun. This segment highlights albums that necessarily didn't come out this week, but I've been really digging, and I think you guys should know about it. You may have heard them. You may have not. They could be popular. It could be not popular. This week, they happen to be records that most people would know. The first one being Fleet Fox's Shore. Their 2020 record, I believe, It came out during the pandemic, I think, and I love Fleet Foxes. I don't know what more I can say. This record's a little bit different for them. You know, they're an indie folk band, harmonies, plucking guitars, and this is that, but it's to me, it's more textured. To me, it's 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 really serene and like it fits the album cover so well. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, listen to Sunblind, listen to Can I Believe You. The hooks on those songs, the melody, the
1: instrumentation. Yeah, it's all there. It's it's a good
0: record. Now, another one I want to talk about is U2's The Unforgettable Fire my personal favorite U2 record, which may be controversial. I went and listened back to all the classic U2 records, and The Unforgettable Fire by far was my favorite, mainly because of the consistency. Octoon Baby, Joshua Tree are are fantastic. They're phenomenal. But to me, they're inconsistent. This has got all of that, and
1: it's consistent. The Unforgettable Fire, give it a listen. All right, next segment, February
0: concerts I attended. Some concerts I went to this month are as followed. I saw Ride in the Charlatans, co-headlining tour. And I saw Maggie Rogers with Dell Watergap. I'm gonna talk about the Ride and since first. Ride was phenomenal. Shoegaze band from the UK. The classic Shoegaze, 90s, early 90s to late 90s. It was probably their prime. <sighs> so good, loud, harmonies, drums, bass, tight. They were just. Phenomenal band. The Charlatans, I can't say the same about. To me, they sounded like a bad cover band. Or, not a bad cover band, but a a decent one. It just wasn't the same as their records. And the drugs got to them, sadly. (laughs) Now, Maggie Rogers and Del Water Gap. Wow. They left me speechless. Del Water Gap could be a star. He could be as big as Maggie Rogers someday. His songs are insanely catchy. Pop tunes, maybe more alternative leaning with the structure of the guitars, real drums, stuff like that. Great melody, great singing, great performance, good set. Then Maggie Rogers comes out and just, I thought Del Watergap was good. This was 10 times better. Her band was full, big band. Maybe two or three electric guitars, bass, keys everywhere, a percussionist, which I cannot take my eyes off of, not because they were attractive or anything, but because the parts they were doing were filling in the gaps, and it was, it was so fitting. They were amazing. And Delwater Gap and Maggie did a song together too that's never came out. She played the banjo. He played the acoustic guitar. Brought me a couple of tears. I can't lie. Fantastic concert. You guys got to see her if she hasn't come around to your city. Now I want to talk about some concerts that are either coming up or happening now that I haven't necessarily gone to. I might have tickets. I might not. That you might want to go see some important concerts.
1: This first one being
0: Flaming Lips. They are touring their album, critically acclaimed, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. It's a world tour that you should get to. Of course, Death Grips is touring the U.S. and the U.K. and the E.U. Not to leave those guys out. Death Grips, of course, famed industrial hip-hop band, revolutionized experimental hip-hop, Hoping for a new record this year. You never know. Another being. The Postal Service
1: and Death Cab for Cutie.
0: Postal Service playing their album Give Up in full. Death Cab for Cutie playing Transatlanticism. Transatlanticism in full. Transatlanticism being one of my favorite records ever. Give up being a fantastic record and they're not coming to Chicago. I don't understand it. Uh, You need to get out to that tour. Fleet Foxes announced this week a tour. Once again, not coming to Chicago. They need to come to Chicago. You need to go see Fleet Foxes. Touring that album I just talked about, I think, sure. It came out three years ago, but COVID screws everything up. Another tour being very important to me is Big Thief, touring their album, Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe in You. My favorite album from last year. And I'm going to see them. They're touring mainly the South, but they're coming up to the Midwest for a couple shows. And I am beyond excited. This band is so tight. Really bridged the gap for me from indie folk music. They're just goofy, fun. Great melody. Great songwriting. It's just poems poured out in the songs. It's true art. Gotta see Big Thief. Another being Shame, who I'm also going to see. We talked about them with their record that came out this week. And they're touring that. I'm excited to see it live. Maybe it'll leave more of an impression on me than the album. Not that the album didn't. But I didn't love it as much as I hoped to. So. I'm excited for the concert to just be fun, man. And a big, big concert series I want to talk about coming up is the Reset concert series that is scheduled for this summer with one of my all-time favorite bands, LCD Sound System, playing. Now, I'm going to see them, and I'm just going to explain how this concert series works. Essentially, there's three headliners, LCD, Steve Lacey, Boy Genius, and they're not touring, like, the same day. They're doing consecutive cities in, during, during the weekends in the summer. So I'll lay it out. Like, LCD will play Chicago on a Friday, and then Boy Genius will play on a Saturday, and then Steve Lacey on the Sunday. And then respective artists under them, of course, are playing as well. Um, that's, I don't think that's true. Necessarily to the date. But that's the idea. And I'm excited. They're also... LCD is going to have idols and Jamie XX. And Lorraine, I think, too. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited to see LCD. And my last segment is what should be on your radar. This 2023. And by that, I mean some records that are confirmed coming out that I want to talk about. Lana Del Rey is dropping her album, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. That's coming March 24th. What a mouthful of a title. But what a fantastic start with these two singles that she's dropped.
1: They're great. Period. You need to listen to them.
0: Oh Monolith, the title, coming in June, June 9th, I believe. Now, I'm not the biggest Squid fan. I'm not the biggest Squid hater, lover. I'm kind of indifferent. Squid is good. They're not great to me, but they're only one record out. So I'm excited for this. They've got a lot to prove. I'm excited to hear it. The new single, I enjoy more than probably any song off their last record. So it gives me hope. like Squid. I think they're eccentric. I think they're fun. But I think they need more polish. And I'm hoping that's what's coming on this record. Indigo de Souza is dropping. All of this will end. That's coming in April. At the end of April, I believe. Slow Tie is dropping Ugly. Next week, March 3rd and i'm a little scared i don't know people have been really liking the new singles slow tie if you don't know he's a uk based rapper he dropped tyron a year or two ago which i thought was pretty good and i thought if he kept doing stuff like that i mean he'd have, he'd have a really really good couple of records on his hands but he's gone punk kind of and it's it's not my favorite But I'm hoping that when I hear the record in full, it'll change my mind. I'm going to give it a shot, 100%. I'm excited to listen to it.
1: But he's going punk. I don't know. Anthony Fantana likes it.
0: I still need to be won over. Probably my most anticipated record this year. From what I've heard, is Westerman, his record called An Inbuilt Fault, coming May 5th. I'm going to tell you what I like so much about the two singles he's dropped. Production. These songs sound so clean, so old school, yet new school. The drums are warm. The sounds are
1: warm. The songs are catchy. I uh,
0: they're so good. You need to listen to them. And you need to listen to Westerman in Imbo Fall. May 5th. the record comes out. Interesting artwork, too. Another record should be on your radar. Tim Hacker, no highs. April 7th. Tim Hacker is a world-renowned ambient artist and
1: you should probably let's know. All I gotta say. Study
0: to it or something. <laughs> Boy Genius has got an album coming out. I'm excited about that. They dropped three singles for it. I don't I don't remember when it's coming out off the top of my head. But the singles were all good. What a Super Group. Indie Girls are flocking. Flocking to come listen to this record, to come see them in concert. And I would be too. I'm just not going to see them in concert. I don't want to pay for it. But I, I'm really excited for their record. Talk about melody. They've got melody. And last but not least, Blonde Shell is dropping an album April 7th. I believe that Blonde Shell is a band, although it may be just a woman with a backing band. Um, indie, adjacent,
1: Pop music, I think. Sounds good.
0: A couple quite a few singles of the albums out. Quite a few. So you can listen to a good chunk of the record. Go listen to Blond Shell. Tell me what you think. And this has been great. I'm Easton Parks. This is Musician's Weekly Digest. It is February twenty-seventh. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Check it out.